Good evening, beautiful people. It's your girl, Bayina, back again. Um, I want to welcome you guys to the show here at Tour de Force. Um, I have a super packed show planned for you guys this evening. Um, as you know, it is February. It's Black History Month. And there are so many um, profound figures in history to celebrate and to acknowledge and to, um, kind of commemorate on and memorize that, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to pick where to start. Um, but as I, as I said before, Black History Month, there is really, you know, this is the month that America kind of recognizes where we pay homage to a lot of people in Black History, but I do this year round. Um, for the for the sake of this month and um for the show we will be talking about some um some really profound figures in in uh black history who have made a huge impact on so many lives in the realm of medicine and fitness because that's what this show is about so um i want to welcome you guys um we have a lot of information to go over, so let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and take this journey together, okay? So, um, according to Google, the first record of uh, medicinal plant usage was created. Well, the uh, I'll say the first record of usage of plants for medicinal purposes, rather, was created on clay tablets and recorded. Um, about 5,000 years ago by the Sumerian people around um, 1500 BCE. Um, the ancient Egyptians wrote the Ebers, Ebers Papyrus, which listed about 850 herbal medicines, um, anywhere from acai and aloe, caraway, cardamom, frankincense, garlic, honey, licorice, dill, mustard, onion, it, it was a really long list, poppy seeds, um, or poppies rather, turmeric, sandalwood, thyme. So there was a lot of information on that list. Um, one of these days, I'm going to get a hold of the original and I'll take a picture for y'all. Um, I heard it's at a museum. I have been digging all around the world to find... Um, just to find out a lot of information, because as I said, some things are new to us here in America that have been used for centuries in other places. And it's kind of common knowledge to everybody else, but it's brand new for us um, in some ways. And sometimes it's just being acknowledged by the news and, and media. So, for example, kale. Like, duh, we've been eating kale for forever. It's called greens in most people's houses. But anyways. Um, <laughs> that's just a little a little you know that's just how things go but anyways um I stopped off in Jamaica and um got to research uh do a little research on a particular family there and you know what's crazy is they have a lot of information about this family it's a mom and her son and a grandma and they don't really have their names like I don't have their surname when I find out I'm gonna definitely post it on Instagram so you guys check my Instagram for um further for further post about this particular Jamaican family because they are known as herbologists and 
What's interesting about this family is that a lot of their remedies, a lot of their cures are from teas. And this is what I found what was really interesting. They make a lot of different teas and soaks and stuff like that for a lot of different ailments. Um, the daisy bush they'll use for like coughs and they'll make a tea out of the, um, the whole bush, like the root the leaves and everything, and then strain it off, drink it in a tea, and it cures like a really heavy onset cough. So, um, and then they were, they, they use a lot of like dandelion, um, soursop leaves, um, pimento leaves, uh, um, this other one is called susumba leaf, I believe. And it is used to heal like cuts and bruises and stuff like that. What they do is they crush the leaf in their hand until it like emits a juice and then put the juice on um, like a wound and it helps it to heal quicker. Uh, they use like anise uh, plants, cactus. What's interesting. Okay, so you see cactuses grow um, just the regular circular ones. And you never really know, like, I know that there are some um, people in Hispanic cultures who use the cactuses for different things and they're even edible. Now, this particular Jamaican family uses the cactus um, for lotions and hair oils and other things like that. So I found that to be really interesting. That was great. Um, there is a leaf called... Uh, big leaf watergrass, and that's used for men's health. So, um, for men who are having problems with um, erectile dysfunction or uh, mishaps or whatever the case may be, this is a great. It's uh, known to be a really great tea. They make it as a tea. It's called big leaf watergrass, and they um, they just say steep it in some water, make a tea out of it, and then drink it. And it's very very helpful. It's potent and it's it works quickly. Um, and they also use Cesaro seeds and, um, that's for like, it's called Cicero seed or Cesaro seed. And that's for, um, belly aches and stuff like that. Um, you can use the juice for cuts and, and, um, burns as well. Um, so that was my little stop in Jamaica. The family is really fascinating. And, um, it's crazy because they had all of these leaves uh, there. I, I watched one of their YouTube videos and they have all these um, bushels of leaves and plants that, you know, they pull up from the ground and uh, they pull it by the root because they say the root has a lot of the nutrients that's necessary. And um, they're, you know, they just know them by sight. And they're able to make these teas and uh, salves and everything like that and and um, be very effective cures of a lot of different ailments. So there's also another gentleman in Jamaica that I am just in awe of. I love watching and reading this man's information because... He is just like everything to me, y'all. If y'all saw his garden, oh my God. Okay, so his name is Priest Priest Kalash. I, I hope I'm saying it right. Um, He's from Jamaica. He has a garden that is 
amazing. If y'all, y'all have to read, y'all have to please look it up because I was just in heaven watching it. Like, oh my God, I could just see myself there. It is everything. It is every single thing. He has papaya trees. He has bananas. He has plantains. He has potatoes. He has lemongrass. He has some of every single thing. Okay. Anyways, so a lot of the information that he was able to share um, with his papayas, uh, he said with the papaya tree, he uses the entire tree. So he uses the leaf, the fruit, the flowers, the sap, and the bark. So everything from the papaya tree is able to be used. And he was um, explaining how with the green papayas, the ones that are not ripe yet, they emit a, it's like a sap-like substance, um, not as quite as thick, but they emit a juice that's called papin. It's an enzyme. And um, it's able to be used as a meat tenderizer. Uh, he did explain that, you know, in the old days, um, it would be used as a meat tenderizer because, you know, you want, they wanted to tenderize the meat to make it break down and digest a lot more easily. And um, so use to bring down blood pressure. And what you do is you would um, take the green papayas and um, soak the flesh of the green papayas and then drink the water. The What's coming off the flesh is a lot of that papin. And it's used to bring down high blood pressure. It does it really quickly. But with the ripe papayas, and I've always, I've said this plenty of times. And um, I have had some doubters. I just want to let you know that I'm not the only one who, who, you know, who knows who has this information. Ripe papayas do help down, um, break down the outer shell of fibroids. Uh, he went on to further say, because he has pineapples in his um, garden, using the combination of pineapples and papayas together, when you mix them, it does make for a strong combatant against fibroids and polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had a plant called Spanish needle, which I thought was very interesting. It was uh, It's like a, a smaller type of plant. It grows in kind of a bush. and um, it's very potent and good for prostate health, kidney stones, um, hernia, and viral infections. So that was really interesting. Now, the most interesting part of going through his garden, y'all, was when he stopped at his wild, it's not wild uh, because he planted it, but it's organic broccoli. So he has these organic broccoli plants. And when he breaks down the usefulness of broccoli I was stunned because I never knew that broccoli could be so useful for so many things but you know of course that's our ignorance and we don't always get the information just coming at us we got to find it so um he did explain that um and his name is priest Kailash I believe I hope I'm saying that right because I really have a lot of respect for him anyway so um, he explains that broccoli contains sulfurians and it regulates estrogen levels. There is a compound in broccoli called sulfurians and it um, regulates estrogen levels. And I say that twice because it's so important. Very often... We as women will pack weight around our 
midsection, and sometimes it's very excessive. This is because our estrogen levels are off. And it doesn't mean that we have um, too much or too little. It doesn't mean that it's um, that we don't have enough testosterone or anything like that. When our estrogen levels, sometimes we do have having the balance is what causes the issues, not necessarily having an abundance of, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Um, because they're not balanced out, that's when we'll start to see things like that. And a lot of other problems come along with that too. Um, fibroids and polycystic fibroid syndrome and um, a lot of other situations. Anyhow, broccoli is a good help for that. Organic broccoli, 100% organic. No pesticides, no no um, craziness in the soil, um, none of that. 100% organic, grown from good soil, uh, planted from an organic seed, and grown with no interruptions from humans besides taking out some weeds and picking off some bugs. That's it. No chemicals at all. Um, he can. Uh, he did explain that it can be used in estrogen-dominant situations to help balance the estrogen levels. Um, it's also great for gestational diabetes. And uh, that's when the pancreas is creating too much uh, insulin and causing diabetes. Broccoli would help. Um, he said it's great for fibrosis conditions in the breasts and ovaries. Um, carcinoma of the breast helps to regulate estrogen and progestion levels, like I said. That is so important. Um, y'all, this is crazy. Now, listen, y'all, this 20 pounds that I'm trying to get rid of is largely due to my midsection. So y'all know what I'm going to do. Find some organic broccoli and help me get rid of this. <laughs> so some other things he went um, over, he had a great looking cashew tree and he said the bark of the tree is used to regulate blood sugar levels. Um, he had amaranth, which, you know, is a grain. Um, the grain actually comes from the seeds of the amaranth plant. And he said it's all very rich in iron um, and protein. So there's another way to get your iron with amaranth. Um, watergrass, I believe I just mentioned that one. This is watergrass is rich in omega-3s, uh, fatty acids. You can wrap it around. You can take the actual uh, plant and wrap it around your neck if you have like a stiff neck or something like that. And you would keep that around or, you know, wrap it and take it off and then wrap it again for about two days. And it should get rid of that stiffness in your neck if you have like, you know, a really, um, a really serious issue with your neck. Um, he had moringa trees, y'all. He has everything. And I didn't, I've never really seen the cute little flowers like that just bloomed so well on a moringa tree. Um, moringas, as you know, is used for a lot of different things. It's full of lots of different vitamins and nutrients that can be used for very many things. Um, he explained that they, he had an orange tree in his garden and he explained that they will just pick the leaves of the orange tree and have it for tea in the morning first thing in the morning and it helps with digestion throughout the day um 
soursop leaves. He has soursop tree in the garden. Um, and, you know, he, he uses the leaf, the root, the bark, the fruit. It helps uh, with a lot of different things. Soursop has been known to help alleviate cancer or cure it. <clears throat> he actually had black sage and I've never, I've heard of black sage and I've seen the urban stores, never saw it in on, on the tree. And that was great to see. Um, it's a cure all. He says, uh, it's got prickly leaves. If y'all would see it, it has like these leaves that are, I guess they have like little bumps in them and it's weird and you can crush them and use the leaves uh, for like coughs and colds and stuff like that. Um, he also went on to say that you can use the leaves if you crush them down, put it in water, you can use it to wash your horse and it makes their coat shiny and beautiful. Isn't that amazing? Another great herb, rosemary. Good for high blood pressure, headaches, hair growth. Um, but for if you have headaches and you have um, hyper uh, hypertensity, you do not want to want to take rosemary um that's, it just won't work together um he did have saint john's root or saint john's wort um and he says three cups of the leaves to one cup of water for any women who suffer from polycystic ovarian syndrome so that's another thing that will help with um that syndrome which affects a large amount of women in this country um and if you know if you're one of those women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome. You haven't had a period for a really long time. This is something that will instantly bring on a period. And it's called St. John's root or wart. Um, I'll do some further research. And when I get a an exact, um, some exact uh, wording on that, then I'll post that on my Instagram page. And like he said, three cups of leaves to one cup of water it will bring on an instant cycle to help you um get more regular and help with the polycystic uh, ovarian syndrome so i have a lot that was a lot i know you guys um there was a lot going on you know there's so much going on this month and i only have a couple shows in the month so i want to just kind of jam pack i'm sorry for that but we'll be right back with a little more information that's going to be a little more slow paced or some some people that I really want to recognize um, throughout this month. All right. And we're back. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. So I know I just threw like a whole dump load of information on y'all. Um, feel free to rewind it back and listen to the episode again. I do apologize, but I was I was just too excited. I had to share it. So <laughs> let's go ahead and um, go ahead and move on to, to some other things. There are a couple of people that I want to give a huge shout out to um, that I really want to recognize and I want us to remember during this Black History Month. The first one is the Prince of Fitness himself, um, Robbie Robinson, also known as the Black Prince. Robbie Robinson was a bodybuilder back in the 90s. I'm sorry, not the 90s, in the 70s. Um, he started around the time when, um, you know, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and him and, you know, there was just a handful of guys who were really making a serious imprint in the bodybuilding world. And he was one of those guys. Um, 
He started professional bodybuilding in 1975. He won IFBB, Mr. America. He won Mr. World, um, Mr. Universe. And um, during the first Masters Olympia competition in 1994, he won that competition the first year it was held in 1994. And he also won um, 50 other divisional titles and everything at that same contest and in 1997 and 2000 so he was cleaning up and um you guys if you check him out now he's actually still bodybuilding and he has um he has a website online Uh, if you look him up if you google robbie robinson you'll you'll come up with his website i think it's called um, I don't know if it's RobbieRobinson.net or com or whatever, but he has a great website and he does, he still does personal training. Can you guys believe that? Like he still does it. He looks great too. Um, still big, not the size that he was back in the day. I mean, that was, hell, that was 40 something years ago. Yeah. So not, not the same size. However, he still looks really great. Um, and he's still doing it. He's still at it. He sells supplements and everything. He does uh, personal coachings and stuff like that. It's amazing. But check out his website, um, you know, if you're interested in uh, bodybuilding or just taking things to another level. Um, he's, I mean, with all that experience, he's definitely the guy to go to or a guy to go to. Um, last but definitely not least, definitely not least, um, I want to remember Dr. Sebi um, at this time. Um, I know I'm sure if anybody has ever heard my show or has been interested in anything health wise, you have probably heard of Dr. Sebi and Dr. Sebi left us just a little while ago. Um, Dr. Sebi was a holistic champion and a curer of diseases. And I I make that very clear because there are some people who doubt that he could actually cure diseases. There were some people who who say that his practices were bogus or whatever the case may be. Dr. Sebi understood the human body um, probably better than most ever have. And, um, you know, his research lives on and his his um, his medicine and his cures and um, everything that he's done still lives on. He has a page on Instagram. I do follow. Um, he does have a website. Uh, so, and there are products that you can buy, um, supplements and stuff like that. But I want to just kind of dive into his life a little bit. For those who don't know, um, let's see, there's so much to say about Dr. Sebi, y'all. Um, Dr. Sebi went on a 40, a 64 day fast 64 days without food and he only ate mind you he did this when he was in his 80s at 80 I think at about 81 years old he went on a 64 day fast with no food he um he lasted on the uh kukas kuskas plant and um, the thermal water that he had in Honduras uh, with a pH of 9.4. And um, he lasted for 64 days on just water and this couscous plant that he was eating. And he said that he never felt better. He actually 
was expecting a child at age 82 when he told the story. 82. If y'all don't know um, about Dr. Sebi's life, Dr. Sebi was Dr. Sebi was impotent at age 30. He was impotent. He had asthma. He had um, um, a, a lot of a few other ailments. I think he was diabetic. Um, he had a lot of things going on at age 30 before he really started to um, kind of find his calling, you know, um, and get into the research of medicine and eating clean. He says that he took a trip to Mexico and he uh, he met up with the Mexican man and they asked him, where he was from and he says um Honduras and he was like no there are no black people in Honduras they're Mayans and so he says well I'm from Africa and he's like oh okay so this this man that he was talking to was a cure of um, diseases and he believed in um more of a biologically based diet or way of eating because he he basically stated, you know, where you are from, there is a, there are certain foods that grow there that accommodate that the the people that are from there and the life that is lived there. So it made more sense to you to eat in your native habitat more so or in your native way of eating to sustain your body better. Um I mean, think about it. It really makes perfect sense. When you go to the zoo and they feed the lions, they're not going to feed the lions what they would feed the gorillas, right? Not that we're animals, but we are born in different places of the world or we originate from different places of the world. And those places have different food groups. Do they not? Different bacteria, different foods, different. Um, the water's even different. So that does make sense. Anyhow, Dr. Sebi was known for curing AIDS, lupus, cancer, epilepsy, sickle cell, diabetes, blindness, and many other diseases. Um, he was arrested <clears throat> and he went to court. This is what's fascinating to me. He went to court. He represented himself and he won. Now, this is back in a time. This was in the 90s. and the courts were arresting a lot of doctors and well not the courts but the police were arresting a lot of doctors mostly the FBI and stuff like that a lot of doctors who were claiming to have cured AIDS or cancer or anything like that because as y'all know that's the money machine right there so if you're curing it by natural ways then you're going to get arrested or other things and I talked about that in episode one anyhow Dr. Sebi simply asked three questions and this is how he won his defense he asked the judge is it a fact that the bible teaches that the herbs are for the healing of the nations and the judge had to agree he then asks is it a fact that science shows that the human body is carbon-based and to complement the car the body you must have a carbon-based substance because the body only accepts a substance through the process of chemical affinity, which is an electric tra electrical transport. So the body can only accept what it is made of. 
Judge had to agree. He then went on to ask, is it a fact that the father of medicine, Dr. Hippocrates, or Mr. Hippocrates, cured every disease known to man? She said yes. And he goes, did he use herbs or chemicals? The judge answered, herbs. What else could they do with this man? Now, they let him bring nine witnesses to his trial um, to prove that that they were cured. So these witnesses came with um, information that they had received their diagnosis from a medical doctor in a hospital of some sort and um, and was diagnosed with whatever disease, cancer, AIDS, lupus, whatever the case may be. And he brought... In witnesses, uh, he was supposed to bring in one of every disease. Dr. Sebi had 60 to 70 witnesses. All of them had a diagnosis from a, a doctor's office or a medical clinician um, and uh, received treatment from him. He documented the treatment or the, you know, the remedy that, that he prescribed, the diet he prescribed, and whatever teas and oils he told him to take or drink. And then he sent them back to the medical doctor. They received a new diagnosis from that doctor at some point later that stated that they were, that they no longer had the disease. 60 to 70 people, y'all. Um, that's pretty freaking incredible. Um, so as I said, his research lives on. Um, we can only be thankful for a doctor like Dr. Sebi. Dr. Sebi did not go to school. Ladies and gentlemen, he did not attend school at any point in his life. But he could read, he could write, and he had freedom of thought. He had the ability to think for himself and put one and two together and be remarkable. So um, for those out there who may not have finished school, don't beat yourself up. I mean, we were always doing things even before school. The people who built the pyramids probably didn't go to school, like, you know, in an institution. So it'll be okay. Um, But I just wanted to share that information with you guys. Um, I know it's been a lot. Um, it's a great month to recognize and celebrate all of the all of the um, African-American people or black people all around the world who have contributed to the success of this world. Um, so I just wanted to take a moment and kind of highlight a couple of people and what they have brung to the table and how they have impacted not only my life, but many, many others, because to cure people of a disease that has been labeled without a cure, um, I think you would change somebody's entire life and that's going to have a ripple effect. So to Dr. Sebi, to priest Kailash, to um, Robbie Robinson, Thank you for being you and thank you for letting your greatness shine.
so we could see it. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Um, thank you for taking a moment to stop and listen to my little show. I really, really appreciate you guys. You have no idea. I will be putting up some new posts on um, Instagram about Dr. Sebi, about Mr. Robinson, uh, Robbie Robinson, and about um, Priest Kailash and the Jamaican family who still rename, remain nameless. I'm going to find their name, I promise. Um, I'll be putting up information about them all week, and then we will um, highlight some more um, wonderful figures in history who are making history or have made history and contributed to the greatness of this world. So I want to thank you guys so much for taking this little journey with me. Y'all have a great night and a blessed week.